The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody. Welcome to my brother, my brother, I mean advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm Bliss Delight, an intergalactic being of all-encompassing love and light. Cool. And boy, guys, it's it's good to be back in the studio after traveling through the ether sphere, which is a whole thing that you guys haven't even gotten to yet. Great. So why, what, um, this is the second metamorphosis, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you know, I came back, I took a sabbatical from being Bliss Delight. Uh, uh-huh. Back then I was just sort of a ball of energy, which was sort of launched into space. Hadn't even, I hadn't even hit the ether sphere yet. And guys, let me tell you, someday humanity's going to get there and that'll be a good day. What inspired uh, this turnaround, Griffin? Uh, I saw the, I saw the queen last night. I saw- Queen Elizabeth? I, yes. Uh, reincarnated into Carly Rae Jepsen. Gang, three words, shades of Liza. Shades of Liza. There was there were glimpses of Liza. God rest High her praise. soul, reincarnated into Carly okay, Rae Jepsen. Okay, that's two women who are not passed away. They, she is reincarnated as. She's a lot of women. She's a future reincarnation of the undeceased Liza Minnelli. She's every woman. You know, actually, She's... I was at that concert, too. Oh, you were not? I was. It was okay. <laughs> I mean, one time I saw Sticks in concert, and let me tell you guys, they See, can put Travis, on a I'm show. I'm impervious. What? I'm impervious to these jests. No, to, I said she was good. Bliss Delight does not recognize haters. I'm not hating. She was fine. She was good. Once you become I can really see what she was going for. Once you become an all-encompassing being of intergalactic love, mm-hmm. um... It's just like the only emotion that really emotion that matters to you at yeah. that point. Once you've sailed through the cosmos, guys, I went to Earth Junior, mm-hmm. the other Earth that that's only Earth. In kids programming. Uh, it, <laughs> it supports uh, human like life. Um, I I have to say I love Earth Junior, but I'm really into Earth at Night when they yeah. start showing when they like show the, old Earths. And then there's Earth Earth Games and Sports, which is just like Global Guts. Um, I went to Earth Junior just to, like check out their pop star scene. Not a lot. There's not a lot going going on there in that sure. department. Um, interesting planet though. They speak through taste. That's, what? Th- that's so different. Yeah, they have like a spray nozzle on their palm, yeah. and then if they want to like talk to somebody, like that person has to open their mouth Earth? and then they spray their flavor into the in the mouth. You know, Earth Junior would lead me to believe that they're the like just the next step behind like. Like after Earth comes Earth Junior. Yeah. So you're saying we're one step removed from spraying taste for talking. It's actually a really effective way of t- getting the job done. Unfortunately, it's, it's a hard. Uh, it's it's not an effective mode of transmitting pop music. You can't you can't. If there was a Carly Rae Jepsen Earth Juniorite human, 
that and but she would just spray her music into your mouth directly. Fuck, that would be great, actually. Do you I think wish that we I, would just coin them as like tumens? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, I uh, I was at that concert too. Mm-hmm. I meant to tell you, I saw Justin there. I was there. Um, I I really liked the music. Wasn't as crazy about the decor. Um, my bloomin' onion was a little bit substandard. Oh, mm-hmm. just my steak. My steak was excellently prepared, and the uh, five ninety nine added skewer of grilled shrimp was worth all five hundred ninety nine pennies that I paid for it. Now, I how how were, how are the rules, Justin? Well, there weren't any uh, actually there at the concert. It was just right. That sounds nice. Yeah, now, I thought really it was nice. weird when they had to pivot and take the concert out of the Austin City Limits music hall where it was supposed to take place. And then, she, like, halfway through the show, she was like, okay, come with me. And then we walked all, like, the whole crowd and her leading it like a big parade to the Outback Steakhouse that doesn't exist in Austin. Uh, yeah, very Andy Kaufman inspired. Yeah, well, very they, only, they only had Austin City Limits reserved till 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then and then it was being taken over by the White Stripes, I think. That, well, the nice thing is if you're already at the Austin City Limits, you're pretty close to Outback because they have to put it legally just outside the bounds of the city. Right. They got to keep so it weird. Tr- Got to keep right. it weird. Got to keep it weird. Um, you know, every my brother, my brother and me is somebody. My brother, my brother, first my brother, my brother and me. And I really hope that this is somebody's. I hope it's Carly Rae Jepsen's first one. She'll be like, fuck yeah, podcast all about me. Awesome. I wish, CRJ, I wish. Um, uh, but instead, we what we do is we take questions from listeners and we put them. Uh, did she do any covers? Uh, no. God. What? No. God. I'm curious if she did covers. No, she did uh, Emotion front to back. And then, well, wouldn't she like to hear her do Purple Rain? No, Where? I want to hear her do fucking Emotion. Are you fucking telling me if CRJ walked out and was just like, I'd like to do one that's really close to my heart and saying fucking Purple Rain, you wouldn't lose your yeah, goddamn mind. It'd be pretty good. I, you know what else would make me like totally psyched, totally like, totally just crazy for this would be any other song off Emotion. Uh, what? Okay, okay, two questions. Super quick. Was there an opener? Yeah, there were two. <laughs> Anybody good? Prince. <laughs> uh, there was Carly, part. and then and also Carly Spray Jepsen, who was the uh, Earth Two <laughs> version of Carly Rae Jepsen, and she, that was actually pretty horrifying because our mouths don't possess like the the, the receptacles, the, the sensors that are required yeah. to like understand spray talk, and so when she's just like fucking fully fully you know nickelodeon teen choice award like blasted us with gack like none of us knew how to accept that was it like a gallagher show a lot of people left and it was was a shame just like a gallagher show (laughs) yeah and they they, but they missed a good carly ray jepson concert is the only bad um it seemed like you had pretty good seats from the photos yeah well stands they were stands not seats they were stands we had seats and we oh, were but, like, but you only, yeah. Oh, and I said, fuck edge. this. And they let me exchange the ticket for dance for, to be in the dance zone. And God, I'm where, sure they did. Where um, in the concert did she drop Call Me Maybe? Uh, close to the end. It was it? Well, yeah. I did the place lose its mind? Uh, yeah, everybody went crazy. But I mean, she closed with, I really, 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 really like you. And I want I you. I mean, do you want me? Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Can I talk to you for a second? If you think for like a second that even an ounce of this is ironic, put yourself in a toilet. And then flush it like in the Harry Potter movies. We, we are never ironic on this show. We, Very yeah, rarely. We, we issue. We occasionally are, but I work really hard to issue irony. Like if we talk about 
Meet the Deedles. It's because it's a fucking dope movie. Everybody should watch. I do want to say sincere irony. What I uh, that's what our brand is. Yeah, sincere I, irony. I do want to say. Um, since living in Austin, I like the entire five years I've lived here, I've run into maybe like two people who were like, hey, I listen to the show. Um, and, and and that's really, really neat. Last night at the Carly Rae Jepsen concert, I ran into mm, maybe nine people who were like, great job, Griffin. You're here, for, you're here for the big night. And I love that all of that, like this this relationship building took place at CRJ. It was meant of to be. Of course it did. Because it's a better sampling of people. Yeah. It's a better can I tell you guys? Can I tell you guys my favorite fan spotting moment I've had since we started the show? And it happened very, yeah. very recently. When Bradbury was in town, he and I were walking into this wizard-themed shop here in Los Angeles called Whimsic Alley. It's amazing. But I was talking to Bradbury, and this group of people turned around and were like, Travis? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we're big fans of my brother, my brother, me. And one of the guys looks at me and goes, Andrew Johnson? And I thought he was introducing himself, but actually he was chastising me for not knowing who Andrew Johnson was. And to just oh, really no, drive Travis. it home, I had this was like the day after we put out the Andrew Johnson oh, no, episode, no, no, and no. I'd already forgotten. And I just went, "Oh yeah," and he went like the episode. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah," I've already forgotten who Andrew Johnson is again. Excellent. Like I cannot hold Andrew Johnson. He's like the silence from Doctor Who. I can't hold Andrew Johnson in my mind. Um, I want to, we need to get into the advice because we're going a little, it's been, it's a little laborious. People get it. I love Carly Rae Jepsen and the two of you were also there. You, you were there. Um, but I want to mention this Facebook post that I saw right before we started recording from Rick Steves, the travel author and travel video, video man. Justin, you, you know, Rick Steves, right? From Rick, I don't know. Rick Steves Europe. You know, Rick Steves. I do. He's an amazing travel man. He has one of my favorite NPR shows about traveling. He's an amazing travel man. He's a beautiful old soul. And he travels and he does TV shows about it. And he did a Facebook post. And there's a picture in the Facebook post. And it's this old beautiful soul man. And he's holding a wine glass. And he's sitting at a piano. And there's some Chopin sheet music at the piano. But wait a minute. That's not wine in that wine glass it's about 30 gigantic weed nuggets and he's holding <laughs> one in his hand and he's grinning like next next stop rick steves is gonna take you to the fucking blaze zone <laughs> um and he has a really impassioned post about i'm rick steves and if i want to get blazed because i just went on a trip with my whole family to the fucking black forests of germany to check out their hostels and it was a stressful trip and now i want to come home and get fucking blazed in my house that's my fucking right i'm rick steves that's a good point he's got every right to go get blazed it's just, oh it's, now look at the picture it's fucking dope yeah, isn't that the, the best dopest i've ever seen all right, let's go. Oh, that's good. Oh, you know what sets it off is the fucking book of Chopin. Uh -huh. Yeah, he's just sat down to 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 play a little. <laughs> and I just I want everyone to know. Look at this picture, and then picture that the two seconds after the picture was taken, he just pops a nug into his mouth and eats it, <laughs> I, like um, popcorn. I fuck like I'm imagining. I what what I would really enjoy is being there at this concert as just to listen to Rick Steves play Chopin beautifully and then listen to it get progressively worse. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, or just slower. Here's another, here's another one from Chopin. Plink plonk plink plonk plink. His, what do you think? This next one's my favorite Chopin song. Hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to. I'm trying to save this image uh, to my heart. So this is as you've almost people, certainly gathered. People know what's this, up. Let's just this do is a Rick it. Read that damn question. Do, do the, the thing. Rick Steve's fan cast. Um, time to do, do the damn thing. 
For years, I've always had the problem of people assuming I don't know a lot about common knowledge subjects or how to do basic tasks like cook or small home repairs. In fairness, it usually only comes from people who don't know me very well. Still, I find these assumptions insulting and damaging to my confidence and would like a subtle way of letting people know that they're out of line. Yeah, I know how to clean a cast iron skillet is the name of that question asker. Travis, how do you deal with this? <laughs> I'm I'm a fairly capable human being. Yeah, Justin, yeah, try, that's not... Um, I feel like no, this I, is going to be leveraged against anybody. I don't think it would be Travis. We, no, I, we, we have had no, a I'm running... Saying, I'm talking about people assuming. Oh, I actually saw a Twitter exchange last night yeah. where somebody was like, Travis wouldn't like something about Travis doing construction, how badly it would turn out. And um, Travis talked about how he was a carpenter, a stage carpenter for a long time, and he knows his way around a saw. I don't know why. He also said that um, if I touched a saw, I would have a heart attack. Which <laughs> no, I no, no. I, I said if you compelled. touched the table saw, you'd die. You'd, I'd die. I don't know why I felt compelled to tear yeah. me down. I, I do my fair share of home improvement projects. But, uh, um, yeah, but I don't know. It seems like part of, for some reason people assume Travis is less capable just because back in 2010 he thought that the weather he saw outside his window was the same weather all over the planet. <laughs> it's amazing how much shit like that sticks with you. But what a difference six years makes, right, gang? Yeah. Well, I went back to school. Um, here's what I've learned. Kinder, here's, kindergarten. I'm going to tell you the truth, question asker. Here's, here's what you need to keep in mind. Everybody on this planet knows so very little off the top of their head. Like... The idea that people in this day and age know as much as we did before we had, like, phones and computers to just tell us stuff whenever. Like, people used to have to hold this shit in their head all the time and just memorize it and know it. So when someone does have a piece of knowledge that they know off the top of their head, they're so proud to whip that out and tell you how to do the thing that you just need to let them have that precious moment of, like... I know how to clean a cast iron skillet. I'm going to tell you how to do it. You just have to sit there and let them feel special for a moment and then go on about your day. Like, fuck that. It, no way. You're like, you're saying that he should just let them like run wild on them with their trivia? Just for a second, because everybody's got that thing that they know how to do that they're so proud that they know how to do it. Well, that's, but then, the, but if they're do if they're using that knowledge to actively make you feel small for not knowing the thing, then fuck them. Like, that's garbage. Well, well, it is in the delivery. Because if they're like, helpful hint time, let me, like, Mr. Goodbody, you know, Mr. Rogers share a helpful tip, tip with you, that's great. If they're like, let me make you feel stupid because I know how to do this and you don't. Have you seen those posts of, like, it's a picture of a guy with, like, a beard, and it's like, if you don't know how to t sh change a tire, like, you should shave. Fuck that shit. Like, I hate that. But the idea of, like, you know what? Most people don't know how to do most things. Like, if you think about all the things there are to know how to do in the world, how many of them do you know? A very slight percentage. Yeah, like think. three. Rick Steves can't, can't change a tire. Actually, that's not true. He travels a bunch. I bet he is I pretty, bet that fool knows how to do most things. I bet he's road-wise. Yeah. But um, I bet, I bet Rick Steves knows how to... Do pretty much uh, anything. Now, you, you've called him Rick Steez. I can't help but notice. Yeah, that, that's when he's Blaze. <laughs> that's his Blaze name? Steezy. His Blaze name, his Blaze name is Rick Steez. What's your, what's your Blaze name, Justin? Justin McElroy. I've always, I'm always Blaze. <laughs> uh, let me tell you my secret. I'm always Blaze. There's going to be a weird episode of Maboom Bam in the future where Justin's like, Hi, my name is Derek, and I'm ready to get a lot of stuff done today. Are you, are you ready, advice boys? Like, what the fuck? No, this <laughs> is, is me. Yeah. 
um, the, the 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 question the part of this question that's kind of tripping me up is uh, that the person finds the in, the assumptions insulting and damaging to their confidence. Listen, you are giving your power away, and it is completely unnecessary. You don't have to let anybody. People can only make you like people can only make you feel the way you let them make you feel. Like that the I think a big part of life and like trying to maintain uh, is deciding how much like you're going to let people in with the way that they're treating you and how much you're going to let that affect your mood and your own view of yourself. I mean, if someone assumes you don't know how to do something and you do know how to do it, that says more about them than it does about you. Don't let that take away your own, you know, your own confidence in yourself because it's, I mean, yeah. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Uh, Amen. 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 Now let the music play. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Sure. Um, this Yahoo was sent in by Morgan Davy. Thank you, Morgan. It's by Yahoo Answers user Conley, who asks, Jealous of other people's boats? I don't have a boat or jet ski, but I do enjoy kayaking and paddleboarding. Whenever I go out to a lake with boats and jet skis, all that I can think about the whole time is how much I want one of those. Uh, people I know have them. It bothers me so much. I am 15. How do I get over this? <laughs> wow. How do I get over this? Does anybody else feel like this? That's a lot of babysitting jobs. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. To get a boat. So that I can understand, because he doesn't, or question ask, it doesn't quite say, are we to assume that they have a kayak or they have some sort of non-motored boat? Um, I think it's possible. Uh, that they that they have a they kayak. have a super puff they have a super puffy life jacket okay <laughs> but, but what we're in. the picture is that they're out on a said lake in a non motored boat and a jet ski or motored boat goes flying past them and they're oh, like if, man if, that's better if I had a jet ski I would make little punks like this eat wake like twenty four seven right yeah this um, is but and and I get it because when you're paddling a boat with like your human arms. And then you see like a mechanical engineering marvel go flying past you. <laughs> yeah, it's like you are tapping into the deepest, most primal human impulse. Like, yeah. ah, no more row, no more row, 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 motorboat. Good. It could, but it could also just be like this fifteen-year-old has already made up their mind about the trajectory they want their life to take, which is to say, oceanward. Their life, their love, their lady is the sea. They want to get out there and see what's up in the deep ocean. Um, and they, they want to get started early. I'm fucking into that, man. No, listen, so, I get uh, it. Listen. And I'm not saying that there's not a beautiful time to like paddle a canoe down a river and you're like, I get it. This is me. This is danger. But listen, jet skis are made for one thing and one thing alone. Fun. Also sweet tricks and probably ocean rescue, but mostly fun. <laughs> and surfer towing. And surfer towing, but mostly fun. And, and also James maybe Bond. like dolphin petting. I would but argue that's fun. I would argue that also that sweet like stunts are fun too. Yeah, but I mean it all fall falls in- under saving people from the ocean, petting dolphins, and sick tricks all fall under fun. Yeah, and carving wake. Where does carving wake fit in? That's a that's job. actually work. Yeah, yeah, that's a job to yeah. carve wake in the ocean. Is that because mm-hmm. that's what makes the so waves. it looks sweet for astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> but even Hell when you're yeah. on your jet ski, right. that rocket goes flying up past you. And you're like, well, now I want that. Hell, hell yeah. Look at that sweet wake he's carving out. Oh, shit. He drank Jerry Garcia. Fuck, that's the dope. Thank you so much. 
God, that's awesome. <laughs> hold, hold on, guys. Hold on. He writes down, thanks, Jeremy, on a piece of paper and just like blasts it out the airlock. That'll get to him. <laughs> As Jeremy slams his Capri Sun. Great way, Jeremy. <laughs> I want a kid captain, Captain Kid, the kid captain, uh, sailing the ocean. I want, I want, if this kid is going to be 15 and going to own a boat, he needs to fully, like, like, I want a full blank check kind of deal where he's wearing, like, a, a, a love boat style captain's hat. I want the the jacket with the uh, the buttons on him with an- anchors mm-hmm. on the buttons, like looking very traditional. cool, mm-hmm. very traditional, like very stern taskmaster, like Captain Kid, the Kid Captain, fifteen year old out there uh, on. I want a big boat though, like a fifteen year old on a jet ski. I would think like you little punk. Well, if I see a like a, je- a, a jet ski really is just a motorbike fresh. for water. Yeah. I love that really what you're f- pitching is like a sequel to Little Big League. But it's like yes. a kid, like a kid inherits his grandpa's pirate boat, <laughs> and the but crew's just like, "Well, we're signed on for ten years, so I guess he, we're stuck here." Uh, he, okay, I'm sorry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. TMT That's too. a great idea. <laughs> also, he That's, he broke his arm, and it makes him really good at sailing. Uh huh. He's the fastest sailor because of how quickly he can turn the wheel, which he, powers he, the boat. He can yoink. He can yoink the anchor and run the jib so fast. So Ooh. good, Have funky you seen butt- that kid jib. Funky butt loving. That's a fast jib. <laughs> Did he just say funky butt loving? That's a fast jib. Um, which one of the three of us? Mm-hmm. Listen, time for another bim bam superlative. Everybody's favorite segment. Which one of the three of us is most likely to own boat? And also for bonus credit. What would we name it? I think the answer is Justin. Correct. Yeah, I think it, I think well, just because like I think Huntington, you could probably house a boat like a lot easier than you could. And Justin in also LA strikes me as the type of person who would see boat and be like, yeah, and yeah. just get it. I'll um, take a boat. Yeah, boat. Sure. He'd go down yeah, to boat. the local boat show at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena. Could you- I just don't know that I would. I my here's my fear. I don't think I'd use the boat a lot. No, I feel like I would ha- spend a lot of money housing it. It would metaphorically uh, collect dust in your front closet. I would not get out there very often. I feel like uh, I I don't think it would be a good investment. And I hear that from a lot of boat owners that like or boners as I call them. <laughs> they ha- there's an old saying that the two happiest days. In your life are the days you buy your boat and the day your first child's born. And then after that, you sell your boat. I thought you and that's said, also a pretty good day because you're, you're excited. They're gonna say the day you buy your boat and then the day you either sell or crash your boat. The day that you is first make love to your boat. That I don't think is well known enough for me to have turned into a joke. The joke is the two happiest days of your life are the day you buy your boat and the day you sell your boat. Which I thought that was a. Uh, uh, well known enough that I could sort of twist it in my <laughs> trademark skewed perspective. <laughs> so you thought it was like a a, a boat proverb that everybody? Yeah, a boat pro- a boat proverb everybody knows. It could be you uncultured fucks just don't know it. And every this is my night at the museum where everybody will be like, oh yeah, everybody knows that saying. It's a classic. I, I, I want to be clear here. I did know that saying. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Shit. I did know it. Well, you guys eat at Cracker Barrel more than I do, I guess. That's true. And I read a lot more New Yorker and Ziggy comics. And you read a lot more of the novelty signs that they sell at Cracker Barrel. So many of them. Like, I would say obsessively. Like, sometimes I'll be there for hours just reading the signs. Hey, listen. Mm -hmm. Two words for you guys. Jaden Smith. 
uh, is that the name Kid of your captain, boat? The cap, get captain, the captain kid, Jaden Smith, uh, running his crew. How good would that be? That'd be very good. He's not so much a child anymore, though. He's yeah. kind of a big boy. He's kind of a big Jonathan Lymph Nikki. Well, he's also a bigger boy. He actually got boned. Haley Let's, Joel Osman. Absolutely. Can you read another question? Willow Smith. I'd rather have 15. Willow, frankly. Uh, I am na- naming my boat Jaden Smith. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Captain uh, by Willow Smith. <laughs> how do I ask my roommate, who I never interact with, if I can get a cat? I don't want to get one without asking. That'd be pretty rude. But when we're both home at the same time, she goes and hangs in a room. The most we say to each other is hello and ask how our days were. I really don't know how to casually bring up the topic of a kitten in that small amount of time. Any advice on how I should approach the topic? That's from Gmail. So you have currently a creature that lives in your house that doesn't pay a lot of attention to you. Yeah. And like you walk in, they greet you and then go away. You already own a cat. You own a human cat. Yeah, you have a cat. You You have have a a roommate cat. cat human. This could be a reverse hocus pocus situation. Cat to how do you mean? You know how the human became a cat? Yeah, 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 yeah. In Hocus Pocus, the movie? Mm-hmm. I went and saw The Witch recently. I was sold that it was basically a spiritual sequel to Hocus Pocus. No, no. It was not? No. Was First it of all, spookier? Nona Jimmy, significantly spookier, I would say. Like on yeah. a scale of Hocus Pocus to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the spookiest thing I've ever seen. Okay. How spooky was it? There's a part in Hocus Pocus where Kathleen and Jimmy rides around on a vacuum cleaner. That's uh-huh. fu- that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. That is funny because it's kind of a modern broom. I don't know a problem that you solve with a cat that you don't less depressingly solve by getting to know your roommate a little bit better. <laughs> I just feel like... And we're all three cat invest... owners. Let's be clear here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I have two cats. You have like one they... and a half cats. Well, well yeah, no. CJ's true. one and a half cat. <laughs> yeah. CJ's one and a half cats. And then I have a boarder who is a cat that has nothing to do with me. Um, or anybody. <laughs> uh, she is renting. Um, and what she pays is turds. <laughs> She pays in turds. That's currency. Amelia is the cat no man has touched. Nobody's ever touched that fucking cat. It's the worst. I'm not saying that this is going to work. I'm saying you should make a go of it (laughs) first with your roommate before you buy the cat. Because it it goes, like, it it works uh, both ways. One, you form a bond and you think, like, you know what? I don't really need a cat right now. I have a new sort of relationship that I'm trying to foster, or you become close enough to them where you can say, like, listen, this isn't working for me. I need to buy a cat. Or and third option, like, you get to use the phrase, we should get a cat. We should get a cat together and use it to help our friendship develop. We need this. <laughs> we can combine our names and smush them together into portmanteau, and it'll be like our cat that we share together. You are absolutely correct, though, that you should not get a cat without asking your roommate. Well, like, yeah, Travis, That's basic. I think that's illegal. You would be amazed, Griffin, how many people I know have told me stories about their roommate just bringing home animals and be like, we own a dog now, or we own a cat now, and be like, well, fuck. Like- Shit, Stephanie, I got bad news. I completely spaced, and I totally forgot to tell you about this, but we bought a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bought a zoo. You live in a zoo now. There's lemurs and stuff. I think it's going to bring me and my daughter together because her mom... You know, kicked it. But anyway, lemurs, zebra, it's going to be great, Deborah. I mean, Stephanie, fuck. I have a good way into this conversation because I'm assuming that's the only thing this person's asking for since they obviously do have a way of, like, getting in contact with their roommate. They're not in the (laughs) phantom zone. Like, they can reach them. Uh, I would say 
to them, hey, uh, quick question. Do you have any allergies? And then they would answer Fuck, that's and good. you would be like, you're like, that's okay, cool. Thank you. Cause I was thinking about getting some milk on the way home. And if you're really allergic to milk, um, then I didn't want to have it in the house. It was going to mess you up. The milk's for a cat. And then walk out. Well, you went mm-hmm. in a different way than I would have thought. It's a little mm. disappointing because I was just about to comment on how like disquietingly good you are at the backdoor conversation. Um, but then, well, you- mine was a joke. But that the 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 initial thing is actually I think would be pretty good because that that makes you seem considerate. Like, oh, well, you know, thank you for asking about that. That's really nice. Uh, but it's like you're you're using you're you're opening this conversation where you're asking for something by a considerate act, which is like a really good entryway mm. into uh, an awkward conversation. <laughs> okay, what if, but what if here? Let's let's try that out. I will be the roommate, and Justin just like throw that at me. Okay. Hey, uh, I meant to ask you: Are you? Do you have any allergies? Cats. I'm definitely allergic to cats. Oh God! Bring a cat around me, and my I I flood my attic. By which I mean I Did, sneeze and I get stuffy and stuff. Can you? Uh, uh, well, and, oh no problem. Well, seriously, so one for, one time I saw a video of a cat on YouTube and I went into anaphylactic shock. So, well, we're get, uh, good news. We're getting a skunk. Then you buy a black cat, white stripe on the back, painted. Your roommate there, dies. No it's fucking foolproof. Foolproof. What if you just left your front door open until a cat wandered in, and then you just have to keep it? I can't catch this darn thing. Yeah, fucking castle doctrine. I guess this is our, he called sanctuary. This is our I am now. 90% sure that that is what Castle Doctrine is. Should we go to my zone? Meow. I want to talk is about that- Trunk Club. Oh, thank God. I I just did it. It's uh, my it's my Elephant Appreciation Society. You're dumb. I'm in the trunk club. I've been admitted. Okay. I went. I, Congrats. I was sent a red letter with a golden triangle on the front, and inside it just said, you're in, here's a shirt. And now I belong to the trunk club. The power I wield is mind-boggling. What's the trunk club, Trev? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, trunk club is basically, it's a, it, it, you know how we have lots of questions about where people say, like, I don't know what to wear? Imagine if you had a friend who knew what to wear, and you could say, here's the kinds of things I go to, here's the kinds of clothes I like to wear, and I have no idea where to get them or how clothes work, and then they came back to you and you're like, hey, here's like a thousand options that you'll really like, and you do in fact like all of them. The way it works, you after you try all on, on the stuff in your box, in your trunk, then you keep the stuff that you want, and the rest of the stuff, you put it right back in the box and ship it back to them, like no, Problem, no questions asked. They only charge you for the stuff you keep. Trav, what do you do? You have any items in your? Did you get your trunk yet? Are Can you I tell in? you, Justin? Here in Los Angeles, there is like a brick and mortar place that I went to, and like one, they had a pool table and an open bar. It was like the coolest shit. And two, Brooke said like, "Okay, what do you want?" Okay, great, and came back with this rack of stuff, and they were all club bangers. Like, and and I got a pair of jeans. That's the, it's like the first time I've ever worn jeans. How's that butt look? It's so good. Like, it's how jeans are supposed to feel. It's the, like, the best feeling denim, the best fit I've ever had. you sleep in them? Griffin, can I tell you something? No joke. I could. No, No, but don't, but don't, don't. They're so comfortable, Griffin. It's like I've always thought I was wearing jeans before, but then, like, I take the pill and I realize I've just been wearing barbed wire pants. Um, I'm a big fan. I'm how can a big I get fan. on? How can I get on board? You can go to trunkclub.com/slash my brother, 
and you'll get set up with like your account and the recommendations and everything but the personal stylist like i was talking about who like is a real person that will like really help you it's not like it's an ai thing where you type in pants and it's Mm. just like yes pants here like it's a real ass person that will help you it's not a subscription service you only pay for the clothes that you want no hidden charges just great clothes they'll style you for free plus free shipping both ways you only play for the clothes you keep trunkclub.com slash my brother and and listen, if you're on the fence about any items, just tweet us a picture. No, and we'll give you like a why? thumbs up or thumbs down. We're not sort of style. You know. We are absolutely not uh, style. I, I, I turn to us with these questions. Uh, Travis is now. He's in the club. I, I know, just I know about, how pants are supposed to fit. I want to tell you all about Bowl and Branch. It's B-O-L-L and Branch. Uh, one important thing you can do to help ensure having a good day, it's getting the right amount of sleep. The night before, I... Uh, have been sleeping recently a lot better thanks to bowl and branch sheets that I have been using uh, obsessively. If it's time to wash these, usually I'll like circulate, you know, you wash one and then you put on the other one, the clean ones that you had in the closet. Uh, I wash them and my bed just sits naked until those sheets are done. Cause that's all I want to sleep on. Uh, they're some of the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. And they're really nicely priced. You're paying for quality sheets, not department store overhead. So you get really luxurious sheets, luxurious they're luxurious sheets for a couple hundred bucks go to online to bowl that's b-o-l-l and branch.com and they'll let you try them risk-free for 30 nights there's no way you're going to want to send them back if you go to bowl and today you get 20 percent off your entire order for sheets towels duvet covers blankets everything plus bandages bandages um no they don't have any of those things uh, lasagna, survival access lasagna you're Cats. gonna use the promo code my brother all one word go to bowl and branch b-o-l-l and branch.com today for 20 percent off your entire order just use the promo code my brother uh, i want to apologize to bowl and branch for laughing through a lot of that message uh it's not because i find the idea of high quality sheets and and duvet covers sent to your door uh, uh, particularly funny, it's because I read ahead to this next message. If you want to get a message on the show for a friend or a small business, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, and we'll get you set up. Uh, but this message is for Eric, and it's from Big Daddy Hoffman, and the entirety of the message is, what is dickshoulders.biz? And I was laughing because I clicked through to it. Have you guys visited? Yes, I have. I'm visiting it. I'm there. <laughs> this is the best website in the world. <laughs> Dick Shoulders Not Business may be the best website. Um, the What is Dick Shoulders Not Biz? That's the whole message for Eric from Big Daddy Hoffman, and now you all have to live with this. This message, message is for Sarah. Fuck you. From Tim. Dear Sarah, double. happy anniversary. These last two years have been amazing, and I feel closer to you and love you more than ever. I'm incredibly excited to spend the rest of my life with you. Love, Tim. P.S. I know our anniversary is October 5th, which is exactly why I had our brothers read this on February 22nd. Could not have fucked it up worse. We couldn't have fucked it up worse. Oofa doofa, yeah, we almost got it. This is another one of those wonderful messages that's almost like the equinox. Like, we almost split the uprights between... The dates across two yeah. different years. Do you think every episode Tim was tuning in and going, "Honey, just li- listen. I think you'll. Oh no, no, nope, nope, nope. Fuck, nope. Never mind. Nope, 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 nope. 
And then it got a, enough months away where he was like, oh, I hope it's not now. It's going to be worse <laughs> now than this. Now it's going to be weird. Uh, but hey, happy anniversary, you two. You guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my new baby, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. This is going to be a really fun look at things that I find curious, whether it's a menstrual cup, it might be the Romanoff family, it might be fracking, it could be Carly Fiorina. I don't even know. Who knows? It's going to be whatever I think is interesting. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. We're going to be bringing in content experts. I'm going to be learning the things. It's only going to take about 30 minutes for you to expand your baby brains with me and have a super fun time. So I can't wait to see you on our first episode of Getting Curious. Hey, it's time for a Yahoo. I don't. Okay, fine. Ugh. Uh, this Everybody's Yahoo doing is... Yahoos now. I don't feel like it's like it, it doesn't feel as special to me anymore. Yeah, but like, their Yahoos are like, oh, I put Piscati up my butt and I'm a, I'm a penguin. Doo, boo, boo, boo. Like fakey fake bullshit. I'm not into that. I'm into the real shit. Real shit slung to us by heroes like level 9000. Yeah, Drew, Drew, Davenport. Thank you, true. Hashtag real shit. Hashtag real shit. It's by Jamie who asks. I put Piscati up my butt. <laughs> That's what um, it said. Um, is Mark Hamill going to be able to do lightsaber fights in the next two movies of the Star Wars? I have just realized and looked on Wikipedia, he is 64 years old. Plus, I am thinking he will fight like an old man, like Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four A New Hope. Is Mark Hamill going to be too old to do the fights? No. I, okay. First, first things first. Mark Hamill's sixty-four years old. That looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Looks really good. But that, does he look that good enough? Working for him. But can he flip and shit? You know, they what I did mean? it with Yoda, and he was they like seventy-five. Oh, we're they gonna have a Yoda. we're gonna have a CGI Mark Hamill. Oh my fuck! How awesome is that? Or or just put him in a mech suit? Is that a thing that happens in Star Wars? I feel kind of bad for Mark Hamill when he found out that it was like, uh, we're doing this again, huh? Can get back in it. Cause like, I bet Mark Hamill was f- like, if you, if you, that is coming up, you know that you like have to start getting carved. Like you have to start getting. Oh, how again. baller would like, that be? Start of episode like eight. He just like pulls back his throat and he's fucking ripped. Jizzle. Yeah, he's he's as jacked as Mark Hamill was in the original trilogy. No, more so. And it's just like, we haven't seen Luke in 20 years. And it's just because he's been getting diesel. No, I'm I'm making a joke at your two expense. Because do I don't think there was a part in the original Star Wars where he ripped off his shirt and he had like a 13, a glistening 13 not, pack. Not in the original edit. In the, uh, fucking, in the fucking George Lucas I, wacky CGI special edition. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. I want to take you live. We take you live to Dagobah, where I just found this image of Luke carrying Yoda on his back. And I got to say, boys, those fish lifters are looking mighty good. Yeah, all right. That's where fair. I'm that's sitting. fair. That's fair. D's. But D's. Christopher- Rick D's. <laughs> Wait, Look at no, Rick D's. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Steve's is the name. Get me Rick D's. That's taken. Yeah. Uh, you know what? This picture just made me realize there was somebody whose face was right at Mark Hamill's butt with their hand <laughs> up Yoda. <laughs> Well, which one is on his back? There's so many, like his head basically up Mark Campbell's ass. Unless, yeah. Oh, that's very unpleasant. It's hugely unpleasant. Let's just call it like it is. That fight with with uh, Sir was it Sir Alec Guinness as Obi Wan Kenobi in mm-hmm. Episode Four is bullshit. It is two old men 
just touching their dicks together, basically. <laughs> it is the worst, most boring fight ever. And then they, that's why I was so psyched in the in the new trilogy when they got crazy with the flips and stuff. They had the horn-headed man that had the two lightsabers, and it got mm-hmm. crazy up in there with the flips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I don't want two old men having a cane fight. I want to see some fucking action, some dynamic action, some Diego Montoya shit. But you don't want to see grumpy old men in space. Right. But here's the thing. In this day would, and age, I would famous person. Could, yeah, that would be great. I, I just so, need to say real quick. I know that it's unlikely <laughs> considering. <laughs> but if we could. Listen, get, listen. Well, and Jack if, back for grumpy old men in space. CGI. Just CGI. thinking about all the factors. It's just <laughs> it's difficult. I, it'd be a big get. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a big get. But I would just really like to see that film. If we could see that film, everyone I think in this day and age knows that like a, a like celebrity like sixty four is like normal person thirty. Like I just saw okay saw Deadpool right Ryan Reynolds totally ripped seventy one years old. Think about the fact that like he looked exactly the same as he did in Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place, and that was fucking like forty five years ago. Yeah, and he still looks that he has not aged a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, Mark Hamill might be 64, but I bet he still looks better than me, 32-year-old Travis McElroy. Two two Guys a Girl on Pizza Place was like pre-9-11. And that motherfucker looks the same. Looks exactly the fucking same. Rob Lowe looks, actually has aged backwards. Rob Lowe is like Dorian Graying all over the place. Will Smith looks great. Will Smith looks great. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, Will Smith's like, his face is like a reverse... uh, Cutting a tree and have to count its rings. You cannot tell the age of anything by Will Smith's face. Like try cutting it in half. You can't try cutting his face and have to count the rings. There's no rings. Recently, I've been invited to two quote passion parties. If you're unaware, this is a thing where women gather around and examine paraphernalia of the sexual variety. <laughs> it's where they wait. Watch... No, no, not secular. <laughs> it's where they watch secular. Tyler Perry's The Passion. TV special uh, by my female identifying family members and their co-workers and it was just as awkward as I had envisioned it. Oh, you went? Oh, Mistake! You, you said that... you had been invited, but then you went. That's a that's a whole other kettle of fish. That's a horse of a different color. And my question to you all is this. Despite the popularity of such events, these rituals normal for relatives to be participating in, though. Personally, I consider myself a fairly well-adjusted individual that has no issue having these conversations with my close friends, yet I'm immensely uncomfortable discussing my intimate life with my family in particular, and due to my research into this, I'm a bit concerned that I'm the weird one, and that's from Much Love Moby. Stand in your truth, stand in your bliss. Get like Chase your bliss, whatever whatever feels right is, you know, go for it. Um I don't think there's anything like wrong with these with these parties and the family thing wears me out a little bit like not the friend thing like going to one of these parties is like whatever could could be a could be a, a real hoot nanny. I don't really understand the I think the point of it is the awkwardness, right? Cuz it's not like you're going to be doing some like peer reviewed research on different bilbos. Like I think you can get on extreme restraints and just look at the look at the the critical consensus. On the uh, on the know, on the Bilbo's and their special features, I don't know. I don't know how much info gathering is happening at these at these parties. Um, but then I think about if I was in a room with my two brothers and mm-hmm. we were examining Bilbo's, and God forbid my dad was there. Oh and no! We were, and we were scoping some bows. 
then I would probably be hugely bummed out by that. But like, if someone were to invite me, I would be like, oh man, that sounds super fun if that's your thing. It's like if someone invited me to any event that I don't particularly enjoy, I wouldn't go to it. You yeah, know, we, if somebody was like, come watch like soccer, I'd be like, no thanks. We try on this show to, and it's something that we weren't great at when we started, and I think we all caught One it, might say that we were fucking terrible at it. We were yeah. fucking terrible at it. We try on this show to be as like open-minded and open-hearted as possible, and we try, like we work really, really hard at it. But there is a there is a part of that where at some point you do run into a a wall within yourself where you say like okay this is my personal limit and that's not a failing but if someone says to me Justin do you want to go look at plastic dicks with your aunt Dana the answer is no I don't <laughs> I don't want to do that and I'm like, like I know to I say don't like no. spicy food and I don't yeah. like looking at plastic dicks with my aunt Dana. Or like, those are two okay. things I just know about myself. Aunt, Aunt Patty, that might be a hoot, but I still am going to politely decline. No, I don't want to look at plastic dicks with you, especially not if there's going to be spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me know what sort of canapes you're planning on. Those or, are just two things I know I don't like. Flavorful spicy, that's fine, but just heat for heat's sake and also plastic dicks. And big no. metal big metal cocks, yeah, that's fine too. Definitely. We're gonna have I, like, some, I don't have mind some... that. I have a problem with plastic because it's bad for the environment. Do you know how long it takes for a plastic dick to break down if you like bury it in a landfill or something? You can't recycle you know, plastic dicks for anything, but big metal dicks, you could turn that into a park bench. You could turn that into, I think, shopping bags. I haven't read the literature, but I know that it's a thing you could do. And also, please don't make the food too spicy. You I'll can also know how long it takes for a plastic dick to break down if you bury it in an anus. Because, listen, I'm in a pretty bad way over here. <laughs> and if you could give me some sort of timeline. But, uh, a, metal, but a metal dick, a big, a big metal hog. You can take like a hundred of those and make the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones, except crazier and Which, way more hilarious. That sounds awesome. I want that. That sounds awesome. I what if I? That. What if every? Do you guys think if I started recording the podcast mm -hmm. in the Iron Throne, which is what I'd call it, um, not the Iron Bone? Fuck the Iron Bone. Now we're getting that's too, too much. Silly. Um, would you be able to tell the difference? Just sort of in my demeanor and my yes. attitude. I okay. think that you would naturally take on a certain gravitas that you don't get in just like an office chair. Um, okay, Justin's just linked a, an, another image and I'm assuming it exists and it does. And wow, this is really good, well, Justin. Hold on. <laughs> What's up? What we're looking at here it's is- It's the crown. The exact thing that I've described, and it, but it's sitting on it sort of lazily. Yeah, um, as if to say, killed him is a giant hog. Anyway, thanks for that, Justin. We've gotta get a visual component of this show. We've got, we got, we gotta have some sort of... Do, now imagine, people... instead of Yoda on Luke's back, <laughs> it's a dick. Listen, we, we, we haven't been closed-minded in this, right? Like, I, I think... No. I think shit like this could be really empowering and fun. But what I'm saying is like, like, you shouldn't feel obligated to go because you don't want to seem closed-minded for not wanting to go. This idea that you're the weird one because you don't feel comfortable doing it. Like that don't don't 
that's like the worst possible thing you you could do. Like you're actually in a in like in a broader sense, and I and I know that you're uh, uh you know you I can tell from your question that you're trying really hard to to be sort of like progressive and open minded sexually, and I'm really into that. But part of that, like the biggest part of that, from where I sit, is the lack of judgment. And when you say like, am I the weird one? You're judging yourself, like, because you just have a preference, like you have a limit, you have a thing that you don't want. That's completely like that is 100% within your right. And by saying that, that, that you're weird, like you're, you're putting that judgment on yourself. If you're not going to apply it to other people, you shouldn't apply it to you either. It's just not your thing. That's the thing you got to know. You got to know yourself, know what you're into, know Mm -hmm. what your deal is, and then follow that. That's uh-huh. where I'm at. I feel like this has been an, a weirdly. You guys feel like this has been like an unusually helpful. Like I'm feeling yeah. very, very like I'm. I'm really. I think we've really gotten the help some people. Let, well, let's take five minutes just okay. as a palate cleanser and knock out this Yahoo real quick. Hell yeah! From Yahoo, uh, it was it was sent in by Game Recognized Game Rachel Rosen. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Camille who asks, "Any good nicknames to call drumming?" Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, I need help finding something cool and preferably original to call drumming for my bios for X. What? 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 Like for their X. I don't know. Uh. Um, something original called drumming for my bios. Skin pounder, tub banger, <laughs> nope. stick thrower slash crosser. You feel? All Anything? of those could be names of dildos. Stick skin pounder, yes. Tub banger, absolutely. Stick thrower slash crosser. The least of the three, but yes, still good. You feel? Oh, I feel. Anything helps, so just leave anything you've been called, heard, or made up, please. Thank you. So we're supposed to believe that we exist in a world in which just saying drumming isn't cool? Um, Right. You need something sexy. You know, like they call guitar players like shredders um, or master master splinters. Uh, They call bassists like strang slappers. And uh-huh. then they call singers throat pusher, throat, throat, throats, throat notes. What if, what if, what if you were just like beat punisher? That sounds a little extreme for me. Cause like, what if they're just like a, you know, sort of a, a, a pop rock sort mm. of outfit. Nice. Uh, symbol tickler. That's symbol not bad. Tickler. That's pretty good. I like that. But I feel like pianists have like tickler, like on lock. Like nobody else can be a tickler. They are the ticklers. Mm. Master of beats. Okay. That's a little uh, wordy, I think. I, I tend to lean towards the grandiose because I believe, and uh, you know, I know that my musical uh, feelings are strong and some people don't feel this strong, but I believe that the drummer is the heartbeat of the band. I know. I feel like the drummer sets the time. Yeah, for the and I feel like that's important. I don't know much about music, but the little bit I do know, I feel very strongly about. Uh, I am Spartacus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, Spartacus is the name of my favorite drummer from the film That Thing You Do. What about Bop Bop Boys? <laughs> One more time? <laughs> what about Bop Bop Boys? I like it. Um, Can we just call them? And if it's a if you're a woman, play uh, 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 Gone Girls. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. Except it sounds okay. a little bit like Gone Girl. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's a, a fucking fucking great pun that I like cooked up. But Please, that's like that's, a terrifying thing that you wouldn't want thing. to be. Yeah, you. Wouldn't I'm looking forward some. to you identifying other puns as they come up. 
But can we? I, can but we, what I'm saying is like I don't know that anyone wants to be identified as a Gone Girl. Tap Lads. That's Tap Lads good. is good too. Uh, uh, beat machines. No, okay. drum fucking machines. Stop. Okay, no, fucking stop and think about it. Uh-huh. Please think. A drum machine is a thing. Oh. Well, here's the thing, Griffin. You can think all you want to, but the one thing I know about music is it's not about thinking. It's about feeling, damn it. Especially the the drums, which is all about you. Have you fucking seen Whiplash? It's not about thinking. You should just be a Whiplash. How about we're all just Whiplashes from now on? What about Conquer Kings? Mm-hmm. Justin's the best at this. What about Cuban Pete? That's not a... Travis, let's just take a back seat and just let Justin go. <laughs> okay. What about Bongo Bears? <laughs> Pretty good. Give me three more. Okay. Jimbe Jim. Mm-hmm. Are you... Okay. Nope. Stop. You, okay. Do you have a Wikipedia page open called Different Drums? No, I'm just thinking of different... The different drums that there are. Bucket Boys. Snare Bears. Snare Ooh. Bears. Back in the game. On the scoreboard. Bass Bass. Like a what? fish. <laughs> like a bitch playing drums? It's great because it also works as bass bass. What about Cymbal Tickler? You said that. What? What about Jimbe Jim? I like okay. that, Griffin. I'm having an episode. How about Rhythm Robbie? <laughs> well, that's specific. I think we're naming like musical garbage pail kids for the most part. <laughs> Can we call it Blue Manning? Can we call the act of hitting one thing with another thing? You could be like shaping a a, a sword with a hammer, and you, we would call that blue manning. Stomp without the trash cans, or stomp with the trash cans. That would that would also fit. That's not drumming. That's just noise. What are they doing over there? Stomp. Sure, I'm glad somebody's taking them to task. Yeah. What's up, stomp? Come at me. What about drum haters? What do we call people who hate drummers? No, 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 because if you think about it, what you're really doing as a drummer is just, like, hitting drums. Drum, drum fighters. Drum fighters. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do in, uh, what, what do you play for Coldplay? Oh, I'm a, the drum fighter. What do you mean? Well, the drum, if you don't keep it, you know, beaten back, will just a- attack and kill Chris Martin. So I have to, like, constantly sort of keep it in its place. I think it's probably the hardest to as a drummer like it's the hardest instrument to convince people that they need to be careful when they're carrying your stuff yeah because if they drop it you're like hey 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 and they say well you're i mean you're just gonna hit it later right (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna hit it with sticks later i don't see how i'm gonna be in any worse you know i don't see how that's any worse technically by by dropping that snare down that flight of stairs i played the the drums i guess i'm drumming i guess i'm a drummer now I guess I guess now I'm the Jimbe Jim. <laughs> now I, now who's the skin pounder is what I want to know. Uh, that's gonna do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our program. We hope you had a lot of fun. Uh, super quick stuff. Uh, McElroy shows. You can find a bunch of our our shows there. Um, uh, we've got. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna try to keep these shorter. Yeah, real fast. Uh, yeah. We got we got uh, Rose Buddies is a new show I do with my wife about the Bachelor. Uh, I got a new video game podcast called Cool Games Inc. 
I just started um, one called Interrobang with Travis and Tybee, where me and my friend Tybee go on rants that take us through winding conversations. Do one called Schmanners with my wife, where we talk about etiquette. Uh, and we just moved trends like these over to Max Fun, so that's very exciting. I do a show called Sawbones with my wife. It's a medical history show. If you haven't listened to it, our most recent episode was about heartburn and like why it's you get so heartburn good. and how we've tried to treat it. Uh, it was very informative, I thought. You can find that on iTunes or macaroonshows.com. They're all there. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song as a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it anywhere where music's sold, and it's very, very good. It's a terrific, terrific album. And John's we also a good guy. Th- we also want to say thank you to MaximumFun.org for hosting our show, as well as like a ton of other shows, a lot of them ours. Um, coming up, we got the Max Fun Drive, so look out for that. Um, and go check out all the other amazing MaximumFun.org shows. Folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our program. Uh, we hope you had fun, and we hope you have a very safe and happy rest of your week. Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo for us to think I about? I sure do. This one was sent in by Brooks Oglesby. Thank you, Brooks. It's by Yahoo Answers users. Something's gone wrong. Call him Dave. Dave asks... Did the moon exist in the 90s? I hate the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. Together, we make up the Max Fun podcast, Lady to Lady. Each week, we welcome a kick-ass lady guest. We talk about our lives, our dreams, and the terrible decisions we've made that still haunt us. Mm-hmm. We've had on great comedians like Aisha Tyler and Margaret Tro, plus screenwriters, doctors, authors, you know, anyone who's willing to be as open as we are. It's all a lot of fun. That's us, Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither. 